Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The games we play with Brian and Chris and Corey. And welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, sometimes miniatures, RPGs, tabletops, especially when Corey and Chris are on here, always about the games we play. I'm your host, Brian, and this week we have Chris and Corey here at the Say hi. Woohoo. Hello. Hello, people. This is episode 57? <laughs> Question mark. L- let me look at the sheet. This is uh, This is preparedness, guys. Yes, episode 57 coming out. You, We're going to be talking about the games we played over the last couple of weeks. So we're going to be talking about, I'm sure, a bunch of other things, including miniatures and RPGs, I'm sure. But uh, first, to start it off, Chris, uh, how's your gaming goals going? Gaming goals are still going great. Uh, pulling off those uh, games off the shelf, pulling some out of shrink wrap and working on those. Uh, still working on the home project um got about another week until when this drops on monday the 8th uh by the end of the week friday the basement will be finished so that means road trip to ikea in in kansas city for the rest of the shelves and moving all the games and inventory in them into the game room so woo, awesome. yeah looking forward to that so i got my list i need Two more 5x5 five five Ikea uh, Calyx shelves, another Billy bookcase, and one more 4x4 four four Calyx uh, bookshelves or Calyx shelves, whatever they are. Yep, got my list ready and just need to fire up the Subaru and head south. Cool. It's Calyx, I think. Calyx, right? yes. Calyx, Calyx. K A L L A X. I was a math science major in Calyx, Corey. not English major. I need you to weigh in here. What is what is it? Tomato, tomato. Yep. How dare you? Not do you wash your clothes or do you I wash have, them? I no, you I obviously know. wash. There's no R in wash. <laughs> Tell that to the people, good people of Norfolk. Yes, or, uh, or, or Missouri. <laughs> hey, how about we not alienate our listeners across the country? Let, let's, maybe we should do that. <laughs> hey, I'm the one who's uh, pronouncing or mispronouncing the words. Corey, how's uh, gaming going for you the last it's two weeks? Going, it's going great. I was just looking back. May, I had 34 plays. That's more than one a day. That's pretty good. I already got six here in June. So Ooh. I've been knocking out a ton of games. A lot with my son. A lot nice. more solo. Now that kind of the Lord of the Rings <laughs> game got me back into the card game. Holy smoke. <laughs> Yeah, Corey's, Corey's like texting me every night, like, hey, and this. and no. What's about this deck list? Do you oh, add this man. card? It's true, though. Uh, That's what he does. Um, I'm up to 172 plays. Well, and a half, I guess, because I'm not done with my one play with Lord of the Rings Journeys Through Middle Earth or Journeys in Middle Earth. And I'm up to 60 and a half games, I guess. I don't know how to count that. Uh, I haven't got to play a whole lot of games this last week, unfortunately, just with my schedule and Emily's schedule. It's been super busy between work and hers, but... Oh, yes. I'm catching up to you then, Brian. You said 171? Two. 172 and a half. Yeah, and a half. So the half game... The half game, did you just open the box up and set it up and then just not play it and put it away? That counts a half of a game? 
No, no, it's still set up right now on the table, actually. Oh. Uh, so, I, yeah, I got about halfway through, and then um, my lunch. It. Yeah, I was doing it over lunch today, so I, I um, got that all going, got some turns in, and uh, the the iPad. The game is kind of ruthless. Uh, it, like, hey, cool, you go do this, and there's guys right here on top of you. It's like, okay, cool. I maybe made some bad decisions on the characters I picked, but uh, I picked Legolas and... Um, What's her face? The other elf chick for Lord of the Rings, Corey. Uh, wait, there's more than one. I was gonna say, Gladriel. Uh, elf. There's uh. No, who's uh, Legolas's love interest? Uh, none in the books. Yeah, that, that's all in the movie. Arwen. What's that? Aragorn's love interest. Arwen. That's Arwen. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm at Aragorn, oh, okay. not Legolas. Ooh, she's having an affair with Legolas? No, no, Shocky. they're just out, they're just out and about killing uh, killing bandits, and I'm getting yeah. They're not terribly great fighters, but they're really good at everything else. But Legolas is not a great fighter. Yeah, no, like he just shoots this. his bow. Let's oh, Gimli do all the dirty work. No, he's he's fine uh, next because he can do range. The problem is. is the game's dirty and it's like okay so let, let's we'll, we'll talk about this lord of the rings journey through middle earth is a uh, lord of the rings game where you it's a campaign it's cooperative and then there's a uh, app so the ipad or computer phone whatever and it controls the the bad guys and predictably the game's a jerk um <laughs> like so uh, hey it's the computer's turn they're like because they know who you're playing as right because you input all that so i had legolas set up perfectly as arranged and on the computer's turn it's like, don't attack her in the same area let's go after legolas two away and go attack him because the game knows well and yeah. it's a jerk <laughs> and then it's like does two attack and then oh flip all your attack over and oh take a fate card and oh take this and it's like okay all right pile on it's only turn one but um overall it's fun it's challenging it's not uh it's definitely not easy and this is only the first scenario <laughs> so like i said i might have made a mistake on the characters i picked maybe i should have thrown an aragorn or a gimli in there but throw gimli in what are you gonna do Game's pretty cool. Maybe a lot if of you fun. Would have painted really the enjoyed it so far. Then you wouldn't be drawing all those bad cards. Yeah, <laughs> it it, it must matter, I guess. Even to the <laughs> computer, knows. the AI knows. It knows. It has. It. I was wondering why I was asking <laughs> for the video on the front, like how it access is. Like I thought that was kind of weird for a an app, but you know, what are you gonna do? It's Asmodee, or I'll let them. Big brother. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Chris, anything you've been playing? Uh, I've been playing a lot of D and D Fifth Edition with the boys. They've just been loving it. They keep asking for it. School's out for summer, so we've done some more one shots. Uh, just did one last night with the boys. Gabe ran. Uh, he DM'd it himself, and uh, so I got to play uh, my a wizard, Malcolm Kilroy, and uh, my elf uh, rogue. Or excuse me, elf. I don't play elves. My halfling rogue. Yeah. I was say. <laughs> that's the, that's the beverage talking. <laughs> uh, my halfling rogue Eucharist uh, Surefoot, and he's a, a rogue assassin. Uh, but he's the he parlays as Malcolm Kilroy, who's kind of an aristocrat wizard. Uh, he plays as his halfling servant, but he's also a ruthless assassin. So it's pretty cool. So I played two guys to help round out the party for the characters and. Did uh, did some fun adventuring, and Brian is, is shaking his head, going, 
Yep. Sure. <laughs> Sounds like a blast. Oh, it is. They oh, we got done with our adventure, and they're like, that one thing they said is, when can we play next? <laughs> so the boys are loving it. So I I love it that they love it. So no, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Yep. Corey, any games you've been playing? Yeah, I actually just the other night, two nights ago, I think, played uh, the Reckoners with my son. Oh yeah, I saw that. He's he's gone through the, all the books, so he knows all the characters and. Nice. I just set it up. I didn't even really ask him if he wanted to play. I was like, I'm going to play this. I was just going to solo it. And I had it all set up, and he comes walking in. He's looking at it. He's like, uh, can I play? <laughs> yeah. Sure. So we barely lost. I had it set up for normal difficulty, which that game can be pretty hard. And so it's not like normal is like just a walk in the park. I think a couple times we've played it before, and we might have been playing on beginner and even – it wasn't easy, uh, but I just left it set up at normal. I'm like, let's see if we can get this done. And Brian, you know how much the the, the gear that you get can kind of make or break you. Yes, it can. We just didn't get very good synergistic gear. Like, I got a motorcycle, which motorcycles are normally great, but like all the cities were barricaded in because oh. he was so juiced up and throwing barricades down, so he just couldn't move around. And we did get him down to two hit points before just the population was just getting decimated. It was crazy how fast that population track was dropping. That'll happen. Yeah, he was, before we were coming on tonight, he was actually, hey, Dad, can we, can we go play Steelheart? He calls it Steelheart. Steelheart yeah. <laughs> well, that's book. who you're fighting, right? Yep. That is who you're fighting, yeah. So I was like, sorry, buddy, we'll have to do it tomorrow because I'm recording with the wah, guys. But... It was fun. So instead, we pulled out Star Wars Destiny, which is always a win. We flopped decks. I, I had been playing a Sabine and Hera deck, and I helped them construct a Count Dooku and General Grievous deck, which looks oh, pretty cool. I like General Grievous deck. And yep. I'd been pounding them pretty good with Sabine and Hera. So I'm like, let's let's switch decks and see. Let's see if what Dooku can do under me. And I murdered him pretty good <laughs> it's a pretty powerful yeah. deck count Dooku is gross he can basically just turn the die to whatever face he wants after he rolls his character die so i had a support that made me not have to pay if there was a resource cost on the die so it's just a guaranteed three damage off of his dice every single time that's my kind of character to play right there yeah yeah he was it was pretty sweet that's but, awesome. Man, the boys both love. Garrett was just sitting there watching. He was, just, he was just like, "Can I see your hand?" And then he'd go look at Layton's hand and kind of. <laughs> he just wanted to be around and watch it. Yeah. See how it went, and he was just laughing and clapping and stuff when I get these big rolls and took out Sabine on like the second or third turn, and that pretty much did it for him. But man, Star Wars Destiny is so good. I just love that game. I'm getting a lot of the same. Some the same enjoyment from building the Star Wars Destiny decks uh, in Lord of the Rings now. Uh, I'm so happy to be back playing that game again. I got my second core set in the mail this week. Oh, the only gripe I have about that is my the little threat dials. You know how much I love dials, right? Yep, I like dials. The the little plastic pieces that kind of sandwich them together didn't come in the box. And Asmodee's new replacement policy is you can't just go onto the website and say, hey, you know, this is missing. Send me them. You have to go back to where you bought it. So if I want to get those stupid two plastic little pieces, I have to send it back to Amazon. And 
and get a whole product replacement. Oh, no. it's no. a pain in the neck. Yeah. Yeah, I would only need them if I'm supplying all four of the threat tractors because I already had one copy of the core set. I've been able to build decks with two set, two core sets now. And so I've played through a couple missions with my two-handed constructed decks and did very well. It was it was fun. Nice. I need pay, my copy still at work. I need to swing by at some point and go get it <laughs> at my desk. I have a bunch of other games still there too uh, that I need to bring home because it's just collecting dust at the office for the last, I don't know. It's been, what, three months now already? Four yeah. months? Yeah, you do need to get that. So next time we get together, we can conflict at the Carrick where the, the trolls are sacking you and roasting you over a fire. Yeah, we I, I, we we tried that four or five times. It was terrible. I don't know. We just kept dying. It was... Yeah, I think I think we can adjust our decks and do better. Maybe. Yep, get better. Get good. That's right. So uh, I'm going to switch gears just a little bit here. We can get back to the games we play in a second. But I, I I know you guys are big sports fans, obviously, and I like sports. I'm not even a fan, really, of the NBA whatsoever, but I do like basketball. I played basketball and stuff, you know, all the way through sophomore year. Um, <laughs> that's of high school, not college. <laughs> but I do like playing basketball. It's a lot of fun. I think all of us, and maybe some of the youngsters may not know, but growing up with Michael Jordan, the Bulls, man... That was a time I I remember it, and I'm not even like I said an NBA fan, but I remember all that and the Dream Team. So the Last Dance was a documentary on ESPN. I think both of you, Chris, did you watch that? I don't remember. I know Corey has. Uh, I have not watched. Oh that. my word! So you're talking the wrestling coach, <laughs> but you can't... you're talking about Dan Gable or Keel Sanderson or. <laughs> All right, you can just walk away, I guess. I don't know. I, so like, I grew up watching those guys when I was in college, watching the, the the Bulls play and win all those championships. So, yes, I know who they are. I just did not watch this specific video you're talking about. Oh, it's a documentary series, actually, not a video. And you can actually watch it free on ESPN. I was on ESPN's yep. website and... Uh, you can actually watch it. It's so good. And I wasn't even interested. Emily was into it. And so she drug me into it. And we, we watched it. So we, we got done with this like a week or two ago. But there was uh, there was some funny stuff with this. Uh, so set this up. For those who might know, stick with us. I'm going to tie this into board gaming here. For those who don't know, in 1997, in Game 5, playing the Utah Jazz, Michael Jordan, we all thought, played with the flu, right? The the flu game, I think is what it was called. Right. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. Well, they talked about it, and I guess it wasn't the flu, and it supposedly was food poisoning. Correct. So here, I'll, I'll play this clip here. Uh, you'll, you get a chuckle out of this. I put this pizza down, and I, I said, I got a bad feeling about this. I eat the pizza. All by myself. Nobody else eats. Eat the pizza. So Michael Jordan ate the whole pizza. So I was just thinking, what if Michael Jordan played board games? Michael Jordan be so competitive, he would be like, like in this documentary, he he would like take just some guy's glance at him so personal that he would just make his mission to destroy them on the court because he could. Imagine if that dude played board games. (laughs) Could you even imagine? He would. He would not be someone you'd want to play board games. No, with. he you would fl- he would flip the table 
Hey, no, he, he would be putting side bets and betting you up on the side with real money. <laughs> he would. Yep. Oh, man. And then not to mention the snack situation, because obviously he would eat the whole pizza. Eat the pizza. He would eat the pizza. It'd be like, hey, uh, you hungry? Well, where's all the pizza? And Michael Jordan's like, eat the pizza. He ate the pizza. <laughs> who who ate the rest of the Cheetos? Eat the pizza. He ate the pizza. Uh, that'd be Michael Jordan. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, anyway, crazy stuff. I'm getting food poisoning from uh, pizza, supposedly. Yeah, I saw interesting things on like Twitter and and Facebook and stuff. Everyone commenting on like the drinks, like that he's watching during the interviews and stuff, watching the drinks that he's drinking while being filmed. And I was like, who notices that stuff? They're like, oh, this is a, such and such a drink. It's really expensive. Well, what do you think he's drinking? Seven <laughs> uh, Up. I mean, come on. <laughs> Well, it was apparently a Domino's or Pizza Hut that he ate, but he ate the pizza. I would get sick off of Domino's, too, so not a big fan. That's the best game of the series, if I remember right. Josh will listen to this and be like, well, actually, he's <laughs> yeah. Josh knows, like, obscure bull stats from since he was born, I think. It's crazy. Ah, good stuff. Anyway, I was just thinking what it would be like to play board games with Michael Jordan. There's my tie-in to the, the Last Dance. That was a... That was a stretch, but uh, it was really good. If you haven't seen it, even if you're maybe not a big sports fan or basketball fan, I highly encourage you to watch it. Super interesting, really cool. Um, I'll, it was it was really fun, interesting. Also, as a side note, Scotty Pippen could that dude be like do voiceover work and or could he narrate books? I could just listen to that dude read a book, but really? I'd pay for it. Yeah, his voice is just like so. It kind of reminds me of. Uh, James Earl Jones. Yeah, it does remind me of that. He's got a really deep voice, he does. Yeah. And he's just, yeah, I, I can't even do it. <laughs> oh, man, sorry. No, but I, I, I would second the recommendation of that series. Even if you're not a basketball fan, it is a very interesting just introspection into the mind of of one of the greatest competitors of any sport of all time. And so if, if you like sports or you just like competition, it is so fascinating to see the links that he would go to and just to see his drive and determination and whether you agree with his philosophies or not. It's just interesting to see that kind of a mentality. It's, it's crazy. It's no wonder he was so dominant with that kind of mental edge that he had over people. Oh, can you imagine if LeBron James had Michael Jordan's mentality? Oh, I know. I know I, the whole the whole series. I'm like, well, you haven't seen he, LeBron James never did that. Or he doesn't do that. I kept saying that to Emily the whole time. She's, I think she was getting really old. Like, okay, give it up. We know that Michael Jordan is better than LeBron James. I'm not arguing that. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. A lot of fun. Really, well, I don't know if fun's the right word, but it was really cool. Um, Entertaining. Yeah, it really was. Yes. All right. Well, Chris, you were bored the whole time. I understand. We can move on. Um, now you know what it feels like when we talk about miniatures. So in RPGs and lies. <laughs> yeah, I know that's lies. <laughs> <laughs> well, can't help it that you guys have bad taste. All right. So, uh, uh, so some other things, maybe not like board game related. This week, uh, Minecraft Dungeons came out. Have you guys seen that? It's a video game. So it's set in Minecraft, but it's 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 a Diablo dungeon crawler basically, where you just kill guys and get loot. 
but Minecraft. Interesting. It's actually pretty fun. It's it's a lot pretty easy ish, but uh, Denver's really enjoying it. Man, that guy he just grinds. He he'll just play out there and like the other day I was like, oh, what level are you? He's like forty, and I'm still level eighteen still, and just like that kid it's just. Good, that guy just gr- he just grinds levels and just is getting. L- Here's the other thing that really annoys me. So we're playing through, and drops are just dropping ever. He's getting rares and uniques, like candy, and I'm getting all these commons or no loot. We had one dungeon run where I got two things, and he filled up his inventory. I was like, he's just ignoring these rares and legendaries. Ah, that's not very good. So yeah, I probably played more video games this last week, and then today. He's been playing Mario Kart 64 on the Wii. So we pull, had pulled out the Wii and I had Mario Kart 64 on there. And so he's like, can we play two player? I'm like, well, we don't have the you know the controller for that. So I do have my original N64. So I pulled that out and he didn't know what it was, obviously. And <laughs> he had the cartridge and he's like, well, how do we open it up and get the game out? Because <laughs> he's so used to discs. It's just the box. You shove <laughs> the box in. He thought I was a box. And then I'm like, all right, well, let's restart this game. And he's like, well, there's no home button on the controller. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, bud, you just um, you just flip the switch on the controller. There's no home. Uh, like, that. that's just, it's funny. He's just growing up playing the Switch and the Wii. So, and- Brian, you're younger than us. Did you have an original Nintendo? Yeah, yeah. I have it sitting out here. All right. Yeah, um, that's that's what I started on. Yeah, I, that my earliest ch- childhood memories of video games is playing Super Mario Brothers. So he'll never know the 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 joy of blowing on the cartridge and waiting it around and doing all the things and just hoping that your city's not lost. No, he doesn't because he plays the super um, the Nintendo Mini, the Nintendo Classic. He plays on that, so he he's played all the originals and Mario Brothers and all that, so he knows that really well. But not the the trouble of the original. Although I did open up my crack open my original Nintendo and fix the pins, and so it actually starts up every time now after you fix the pins on there. Nice. I don't know why anybody thought blowing on it would work. <laughs> Let's just rust it further and make bad contact on metal. That's a fantastic idea so you guys may have been introduced to video games through those consoles but my very first console i had was the vintage pong system from jc pennies at southridge mall i thought you were gonna say a stick and some- <laughs> a stick and a tire <laughs> no video video yes i i grew up playing with a stick and a tire <laughs> But we brought this Pong back, which he had two controllers, and it's basically Pong game. But it had a really cool gun system that uh, was wired into the uh, the console, and it, you um and basically it was like skeet shooting, but you had to turn all the lights off because it was light sensitive, and you turn the the lights on, and you just click point the gun anywhere. And it click and you'd hit it every time. So it, it was it was a really cool old old gaming system. But I remember Dad bringing Pong vintage Pong back. Then we got You're an Atari twenty six hundred. No, I was there. Are you talking about the Atari twenty six hundred? Nope, I'm talking vintage Pong, the uh, vintage Pong console. There was just yeah, you'll have to you'll have to look it, it up. It was Pong. It was Pong. No other games. Yep. No kung fu. Nope. Nope. No. It was Pong. Then they had they had this one model where it came with like this gun that you scoped up and shot the at the light, screen. Yeah. Yep. The light gun. 
Yep. Because I, like I thought it. there was a light gun for the Atari. It was super rare, but maybe we didn't have we didn't have that because that was a different house. But maybe that uh, was a Magnavox. Had like had the duck hunt. Yeah. With duck hunt. Yep. Yep. Dino or Robo. It was the remember the little screwy little robot guy who had the spinning discs. Yeah, and there was the one game for it, and it was terrible. Yeah, yeah, it was it was the worst thing ever. Ours came with that, and we could never get that stupid thing to work. That game sucked. Anyway, I'll stop talking about video games. That's uh, that was my trip down video games. That's really the games I played this week. Uh, not a whole lot of board games, but more video games. Uh, any other games for you guys this week? I um, played actually. Fired up the ps4 since you're on the video games pulled off um world of tanks i i like world war ii era military history and that's basically a tank on tank battle game where you usually you get a platoon of tanks of various nationalities and you can go through tech trees and stuff like that but it, it's, it's a pretty free cool. to play game yeah. free to play yep you can buy to better yourself but free to play been been playing a lot of that i'm up to uh um, a class five light tank called a M24 Chaffee and um, a lot of, a lot of run quick spot shoot and working my way up to the M4 Sherman uh, for my medium tank. So, and it's, it's lots of fun. I like it. I'm a World War II buff. So cool. Corey. We, uh, yeah, we played all five of us had a game night, which doesn't happen all the time because sometimes my wife has to do big work late at night, but, we did a family game night a while back and played Rumble in the Dungeon. Oh, yeah. Which, which we've played like Rumble in the House and stuff like that at work a whole bunch. I've had Rumble in the Dungeon. Turns out I never played that one. <laughs> oh, really? So, yeah, that was fun to get out and play and something my kids could handle and they're really easy. My, my wife likes games with very few rules. So Imagine that was that. the alley. It's like, oh, I just move <laughs> one of these guys or remove one of these guys. Easy peasy. It is kind of a fun game, actually. For such a simplistic game, it's surprisingly fun. And the more you play it with the same people, you almost get some mind games going on. At least, you know, with our gaming group at work with Travis and Jeff. The, yep. <laughs> it, it becomes like, did you do that on purpose or not? Like, Right, right. <laughs> oh, man. It's good uh, stuff. Then we played some, some Codenames Pictures, which is always fun. Uh, Best uh, code names version in my opinion. We randomly determined the teams, and after we did that, I was like, "Should we just maybe re redraw these?" Because it was Leighton and Garrett against the, my wife and Marissa and me. That didn't seem very fair. No, they, not at all. they did beat us one time, though. They did beat us one time. Nice. So smoked the them the rest. The boys would give like Leighton would give a clue, and we look. And there, all three of us would look at it and be like, well, that applies to like seven things. And then Garrett would get the two, the, the exact two that he was talking about. So they have a little bit of a mind meld going on. It was pretty funny. That is funny. Good stuff. Yeah, that's a, that's a great game. I think uh, the the pictures is probably the most available, right? If it was the word one, the original one, that's that's tougher for younger kids. You almost need to be teenagers really to... That's yeah. That's a tough barrier of entry but the the pictures i feel is so much more available for families that you could bring it out and you have younger kids that can you know think through that kind of stuff you know probably eight nine and up i would think oh yeah would be Absolutely. able to get it no problem and it's great it's a lot of fun and very should, very available they should come out with a marvel edition of code names they did <laughs> i i already have it on my i know shelf. i'm it's kidding a shrink. 
I got it you for that? yeah, I got it for like four bucks on clearance from GameStop. So. Still in the shrink wrap. Oh yeah, I'm never gonna play it. I don't even know why I buy it. Is you it right can... next to your Marvel Splendor? Yeah. I'll uh, I'll sell it to you for fifteen dollars. <laughs> Make a profit off of the Marvel fanboys. It's funny though. I did see a bunch of stuff about the Marvel Splendor on Instagram this last week. I I don't know if it's coming up, but everybody's just ranting and raving about it. I just I don't get it. I don't get it. It was it was fine. It was okay. I demoed it at Gen Con, and the art's cool. There was one additional mechanic on it, uh, but I don't remember what it was that kind of made it a little different than regular Splendor. But it's still Splendor. I mean, it's. There, the there's game. so much better games though now than Splendor. Not that Splendor's bad, right? But it is easy to get old of playing the physical version, and the exp- new expansions didn't really help, unfortunately, with the new modules. There's just better games like Century Spice Road, such a better game with the same mm-hmm. feel. Yep. So if we could only get a Marvel edition of Century, Century Spice, Road, that's what I'm hearing. I mean, it would really make it a better game. <sighs> Why ruin such a good thing? <laughs> So Corey, we played Space Base. I know we brought I brought this up on the last episode a little bit, but we yeah. played Space Space and uh, Chris you weren't available. And then actually I got a I got a text message from Adam uh, after listening to the episode and he said that he'd be up for playing Tabletop Simulator if he's available during lunch, Corey. Just throwing that out there. Ooh, nice. I do I do feel bad. He he reached out to me on Tuesday, said, Hey, I'm actually free today for lunch. And that was that day where I had meetings uh from seven thirty to Three thirty with no breaks. I think I remember giving a screenshot, Corey, of my day when yeah, we were chatting I about it. In my mouth. Yeah, so I told him like today's not maybe the best day for this. We haven't played at all this week yet, but we'll have to keep that in mind. Uh, Adam even said that he played some, stopped by and played some more games with you, Chris. I yes, I was going to mention that Home Inspector Adams. He called me up and said, "Hey, I'm in a Dell. Uh, he had a home inspection." And uh, had uh, was in between times between a second one and his second one was in Adel. So he's like, hey, so he came over and we went downstairs to the, the new game room. And I, I've got two shelves in there right now with some games in there. And we build, picked out three different games and we, we, we played for an hour and a half. And then he had to, had to go go do his home inspection, which was literally around the corner from uh, uh, Jamie's house where we live now. And so it was pretty funny. That's, that is funny. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Is that his new title? Uh, we're just going to call him Adam the Home Inspector. Uh, well, I come because every now and then I'll talk about Adam. Oh, we have another yeah, friend. We have another friend named Adam, so I call it Home Inspector Adam. To I kind of like it. It's, it's it sounds like a cool yeah. title. Home well, Inspector yeah. Adam. Home Inspector Needs a badge. Yes, he does have a badge. Flips it open. <laughs> no, that's cool. Uh, it sounds like he's liking. We we're we we're chatting a little bit. It sounds like he's liking Gonchon Clever. He even said yep. he um, got play. his daughter playing, who's a little younger, about the same age as Denver, and she was playing so. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that is. That is. Good game. No, he's a he, great guy. Fun to play with. Always love to uh, play physical games. So, But uh, yeah, it was fun. It was well, fun. shout out to Adam. Yep. Shout out to Home Inspector Adam. So, uh, Corey, you're getting a board game table. Is that Ooh, true? Yes. That is true. So how's that hunt well, been going? I was going? about to mention that. It's been, it's been fun. Uh, a lot of... There's just so much of the terminology and stuff that, like, I just don't know. And so, yeah, you were really helpful. I was like, well, I'm just going to reach out to Brian because I've kind of had it narrowed down. There are so many out there now compared to uh, Mm -hmm. even when 
the first time I saw a board game table was, I think, that very first Gen Con, and Geek Chic had a display, and we're like, whoa, look at these tables. And we saw the, you know, I was, it was sticker shocked to see, whoa, who's going to spend thousands of dollars on a board game table? Corey. But, <laughs> <laughs> but they were kind of the only ones that I knew of in the market because I had seen them at the show. But there's a lot of players out there now, um, a lot of different companies doing different stuff. So I kind of was wading through that on online, trying to find stuff. There's some nice resources on BGG yep. of the which pointed out a bunch of stuff that Google didn't find for me. So that was nice to kind of see what would fit me the best. And so I kind of had an idea of what size of table I wanted. So that, it, that it's just a matter of getting the right style for the right price. It, you know, has the features that I want. And so I reached out to Brian and I was like, Hey, can you, can I just talk at you and, and kind of take you through my thought process? I had kind of narrowed it down to three and I just wanted to get his perspective because it's always nice to talk to someone who's kind of been there, done that. And since you kind of made your own, it's it's like when you build a new house, It the, the floor plan looks great until you've lived in it for two months and you're like, oh, I would have done this, this and that different. Mm. So I kind of wanted to get that perspective from you. Hey, what wish, what do you wish you would have done different? And there was things that you brought up while we were talking about that, that I never would have thought about. Mm. Like, uh, you know, are the cup, are the cup holders covered? And the little indentations and the charging pads, are those covered when you put the topper on and want to play on a flat surface? Never would have crossed my mind had I not talked to you about that. And just stuff like measurements of how deep is your play surface and is that too deep or not deep enough? And and so I think I've got it narrowed down to one. I finally did do a, get a quote back. <laughs> what was that? Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god! That's a little low, oh. slow on the draw. Uh, it, you know, it was even. It's not even my table, and it it stressed me out. I felt stressed for you. Um, that's that's hard. That's it's tough. Like going through that. To, I don't know. That's a lot of money in a vest, and you don't want to do something that you're going to regret, and that you want it to last a while. And it's just tough. That that's tough. Those decisions. And, and, and that's a showcase piece. Really, it is. For that room, oh, yeah. the uh, destination area, that's where something yep. you you and your family and friends are going to be a part of. So you want it to be the right thing, the right fit, everything you want and and the right. jar of cookies. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's stressful. It's awesome, by the way. I love having a separate table for yep. board games. It's, yep. it's actually fantastic. I have Lord of the Rings set up on the table. It doesn't matter. It's not hogging the table for for dinner like our puzzle is right now on our table our 2000 piece puzzle um but uh yeah it's just nice to have um yeah maybe it's probably more you know it's it's nice to have right it's not a necessity but it is stressful there's so many companies out there with all various types of pricing and some are so so expensive compared to others you're like and on the surface, they look the same, about the same, have the same features, and you're like, "Well, what's the difference?" And that that's that's tough. Yeah, what's the two thousand dollar difference? So, Corey, I'm gonna have to pick your brain right. and listen to what you, what you went with off air because I'm bringing my seven foot table over, and that's going down to the remodel basement for our game room. Uh, and at some points, I've always thought of building because Gabe, Gabe's in the woodworking classes and shop classes, and he's like, "Dad, we can build this." So maybe a future project. But I, I so I've read a lot of the stuff where Brian, you have one, so I'm very curious to hear what uh, what you ended up going with. 
Yeah, I, I'm pretty much ready to pull a trigger. I did just get a quote from uh, one guy who has like Amish artisans. Who does, <laughs> <laughs> it was predictably a pretty high price, but man, it's really gorgeous. Wow. It is. I mean, I'm it's, sure. it's heirloom quality type stuff. You know that that's going to last. So, I mean, there is that kind of give and take. It's like, hey, do you want to put a little more money in it to it and have something you're going to have for decades? Or you want to be a little, you know, more cost efficient. Uh, but the one feature that I like on the one that I was looking at is the playing depth is adjustable. There's a cam yep. system that you can raise. I've seen of, that. There's two different settings. And so I'm looking forward to that. That's that's kind of cool. Because that was one of the things Brian was talking about was eh, the, the depth sometimes is too much. You got to reach down in there and, and whatnot. But yeah, it really depends on the game. Yeah, sure. Um, so anything else uh, you guys want to talk about? Any games, other games we haven't talked about or anything else? No. I, I, like you said, Origins Online's coming up here pretty soon in two weeks. That'll be fun to do. I plan on uh, partaking in that online. So save the gas bill and hotels for driving. So we'll see. I, I'm I'm curious to see what that is because I know Gen Con is doing that route now too. And I wondered about that and because it's, it's too much of a marketing uh, loss to not have these big conventions mm-hmm. like an Origins and mainly Gen Con, which is a... a, 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 a retailer showcase for so many games dropping in the United States. So, But um, even for indie developers, there's a big rise. presence. Indie, and think about their cost to be able to do a virtual Origins. It's near oh. zero. Oh. And so there, it's yeah. free, almost free publicity for them to get their games out, to get people in there, and uh, they can do it from the comfort of their yeah. home. Yeah, exactly. It'll be interesting. I, I makes me wonder if this is going to be more of the way, future to go even if they can't have a physical or even if when they start getting back to physical conventions, if they're still going to have a virtual aspect of it, I bet they will. I, I think it's not bad. I mean, Gen Con tried to do it, right? They mm-hmm. had tried, tried to do the supplement things at your local game store where you yep. can attend a Gen Con, but not at Gen Con. Why couldn't you take those virtual and have a uh, media around where you could just log in from home and see what's yep. going on at Gen Con and be able to see booths and see demos that we at Gen Con would be able to see as well. Now, obviously, it's not going to be the same experience, yeah. but um, just this hobby is blowing up and there's so many people interested in it and just the ability to be able to get in for free or even cheap to get into it, I, that appeals to a lot. Like If you're, if you're just getting into the gaming hobby, you're not going to want to drop thousand plus dollars just to go to gen con with hotel and expenses but to be able to be like okay what's this gen con thing about and be able to attend it from home for just a few hours walk away go do stuff with the family chores whatever and then be able to jump on again and still feel like you're experiencing it um that that sounds awesome oh yeah awesome i remember back when i first got into the hobby and found out about fantasy flight (laughs) games they were one of the first kind of pioneers of having a video presence yes. on the Gen Con floor. They would like do these daily summaries and updates and put them out on YouTube or I, maybe it was just their website. I don't even know if YouTube was around at that point, but they were, I don't remember other companies do that. Now, maybe I was just pigeonholed into fantasy flight games. Cause that's the kind of games I liked, but cause I was big into descent and stuff like that, but we had never gone to Gen Con, but watching those videos, you kind of feel the energy of the crowd around them and stuff. And it, it was it was always fascinating. I always looked forward to those. At the end of the day, they'd post them. And so I'd go watch those. And so before I was ever interested and saw myself going to Gen Con, I was watching those videos. 
and they're very effective. Holy hell. Yeah, video games have been doing it forever with the E3 for the last five, ten years. It felt like you got to a virtual E attendance to E3, to BlizzCon, to whatever, and you didn't have to attend it, but you still felt that you were a part of it. You got to see the live stream. You got to see the live conferences when Microsoft goes up there and announces their new console or Sony does. That's really fun and exciting. And that's the kind of stuff that I really like at Gen Con when we've been at the Fantasy Flight yeah. or we've been to the Dice Tower and Restoration Games comes up there and announces the new Dark Tower coming out or uh, we, just some of those moments in the past that we've been there for that's so much fun and really exciting and it's just it's just a lot of fun and but well that how can that translate when it's all virtual and though? there's no it's people watch the yeah. video and you see the crowd reaction but you're feeding off the energy yeah. of the crowd that's in the room and, and you're kind of you know living vicariously in that moment but when there is no no one's there physically I'm it'll be curious different if that's it be totally different now no yeah. what video games does is like twitch you have a live streamer so right. you have a personality that you like and follow and they're watching it live with you and has chat and they're interacting with chat they're they're talking about it and giving commentary over it so regardless of who's there that's what makes it exciting there's nothing really quite like that right now in the board gaming community um it's just hard because uh t- live streaming board gaming is just sounds like boring like paint drying and i and i watch video game streaming i know you guys think it's kind of dumb but i like that you paint miniatures over yeah (laughs) they'll sit there and just paint on camera and talk and then yeah and then yeah interact with other people who like painting and they'll hit them with questions hey what are you doing there or whatever and they'll get so they'll get kind of give tips and just a lot of times other guys will be painting at the same time they're not on the twitch feed obviously but you know, everyone's just kind of hanging out, painting all together. Oh, all right. Well, cool. Well, the, the, you know, we're at about the 50-minute mark here, uh, said and done. So, yeah, we didn't talk about a whole lot of board games per se, but eh, it is what it is. It's a different episode. It's our podcast. We yes. can do whatever we want, right? It's a whole new world out there right now. Sure. <laughs> I just waited for someone to break out into something. I was waiting. I There's a softball. Come on, guys. I give you. I give you a meatball. Corey, you're the singer. It's not me. All right. Well, let's go ahead and end it there. No, thanks, guys, for coming on. Sorry, Corey, you didn't get to play a game because of this, but we do really appreciate you joining. It's just nice to catch up and talk to you guys and see how things are going in your lives since we don't get to see each other in person. No. Really? That means, Chris, uh, we're looking forward to getting that basement and that game going. Like I said, should be done here by the end of the week when this drops. So within a week, I'll be setting games up. Let me check my extremely busy and cluttered. Yeah, I'm free. So I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to play it. Yeah. So what game are we going to play? Are we planning ahead? Well, Can we, we get beachy and play Gloomhaven? We, we talked about throwing off a Friday night with Fireball Island then coming back on a Saturday with something to the effect of Gloomhaven or TI4 epic game, some epic game like that. I'm up for TI or uh, Gloomhaven. I'd be up for that if BG's available. But we can kick off a lighthearted with drinks in hand and and Hawaiian shirts and Tommy Bahama hats or whatever for a Fireball Island esque type uh night that'd be fun well i want drinks with umbrellas well of course of course i like fruity drinks (laughs) we know that (laughs) i like fruity drinks 
I like fruity cold I'll, drinks. I'll edit that in post. Okay. Uh, um, no, that'd be a lot of fun. Or we could play Nemesis. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. We have so many good games. If we tried to fit in all the games that we want to play, I think we would could fill up a whole weekend straight without sleep. That just doesn't seem I, I think that's responsible. A, I hear a challenge is what I'm hearing. <laughs> well, they I, I've seen no some people do 24-hour gaming challenges. That sounds crazy. That's going to end up in a flipped table because <laughs> people are going to end up with short fuses for being tired and <laughs> cranky. And smelly. Honestly, We'll just leave all the like con- uh, the games that we confrontational and luck based games to the end. Uh, we'll just load up the last few, which is dice games, and I'll probably be the one that flipped the table after no sleep for twenty four hours. Maybe a little Starship sh- Samurai with three players is what I'm hearing. Oh <laughs> gosh! Although it would that would be kind of fun is that we had a marathon gaming. And the whole purpose is the the gaming ends when somebody flips out. And so we take turns nominating games to play just to try to get on each other's nerves and play it just absolutely to get on somebody's nerves. I think that would be kind of a fun challenge. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Not. (laughs) Only if it wasn't me flipping the table. It would be hilarious. Yeah. You know how I like to be destructive to game pieces. (laughs) Let alone my game pieces. So we'll play uh, Pandemic Season 1 with Chris, uh, Corey, and we'll just rip up cards like crazy. And he has to do them all. I'll play it, but it's your game. I I won't be able to sleep if it's my game and we're ripping up cards. And you back Frosthaven. We'll leave it at that. All right, guys. And the stickers. (laughs) Okay. Well, thanks, guys, for listening. Sorry to be off topic. We were just... We're just hanging out and having, enjoying our time talking to each other. Hopefully you enjoyed it. If not, well, we'll be back to normal at some point here. Quarantine is is coming to a close soon. Let's get I closer. Hope. Um, probably by fall, things will return to normal. It looks like we're not going to be able to get back to work till at least August now. Uh, but it is what it is. But no, we we really do appreciate you listening. Thank you, Corey, for spending some time coming with us. Thanks, Chris. Sure. Thanks for having Appreciate you guys uh, working with my schedule. Thank you. Next week, we'll be back 50, episode 58. I'm not sure what that is. Schedules are just kind of crazy right now, but we'll figure it out. Um, anything else you guys want to say before we take off? No. Have a good nope. night. Good night and good will. I don't know. Whatever. I'll cut that out. That's stupid. All right. Well, th- we just thank you for listening. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later. From the games we play, I am Brian. I'm Chris. I'm Corey. And keep on gaming. Join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GamesWePlayPod and at GamesWePlayPod at gmail.com.